we get a really sharp lesson today on forgiveness. And the reason we do is because it is at the heart of our relationship with one another and our relationship with God. Our gospel lesson starts out with a question about forgiveness. Peter asked Jesus how many times he should forgive a member of the church who has sinned against him. Seven times? I think Peter's pretty proud of himself for throwing out the number seven. In all of chapter 18 of Matthew's gospel, the chapter we are in right now, Peter and the other disciples have been listening to Jesus tell them about relationships and how to live in community. So Peter thinks he gets it and is eager to show Jesus that he has gotten it by asking that question. And to Peter, forgiving seems like a lot. Seven times is quite a lot for Peter. But I don't think Jesus thinks so. We can almost feel Jesus' frustration with Peter in Jesus' response. I can just hear Jesus say to Peter, Peter, don't you get it yet? It's about relationship. I have already explained to all of you, you are to pursue the one lost sheep and bring it back. And also I've explained a three-step process about how to bring a person who has sinned back into the fold of the community. And now you're asking me how often you should forgive? I'm going to tell you not seven times, but 70 times seven. Peter's response seems to narrow how far our relationships go, what it means to forgive, to relegate it to a number of times and then just move on. But when you think about it, it's kind of human nature. I don't think Peter's answer is a bad one. Seven times is really a lot of times to forgive somebody. When I was at my first duty station in the military, there were several of us young single lieutenants. We would make plans to do things in our off-duty time, as you do, and Becky would always be late. Not 10 or 15 minutes late, but late enough that we would miss the movie that we had planned to go to or we would lose our restaurant reservation. She would beg our forgiveness and say it wouldn't happen again, but it would. And of course we would forgive her, at least the first three times. <laughs> but after about the fourth, the fourth time of missing something you're going to do with friends and then the friends missing what they're going to do together, we just stopped calling Becky. We only gave her four times, not seven, and we thought we were being generous. Seven times seems a lot to Peter and to me. But Jesus is indicating that it's not about a one-time or two-time or a three-time deal. It is an ongoing forgiveness, not a one-and-done. It is about living a life of forgiveness and that we are to live lives of forgiveness because we were first forgiven. Jesus' answer, not seven times, but 70 times seven. In this, 
Jesus' disciples are faced with a demand that seems humanly impossible to be as infinitely forgiving as God is. Forgiveness can be tough. Forgiving someone for what they have done, forgiving the one who has hurt us, and learning to live a life of forgiveness, that really is a tall order. Forgiving is so much easier said than done. After all, we are justified, aren't we? We've been hurt, and so we're resentful. And usually for good reason. Therefore, we say to ourselves, we are justified in our resentfulness. And we may be content in that resentfulness because it seems easier to stay there in that kind of state than it is to forgive someone to really, really forgive someone for something that just seems impossible to forgive. However, resentment can hold us back and hold us in the past. Resentment keeps us in the spin of anger and makes us have the feeling of being right. And we may be right. I mean, don't get me wrong about that. But trapping ourselves in unhappiness because we are right is just no way to live. Sometimes we make the decision not to forgive because we may think that forgiving somebody of some really damaging things is condoning what they did. Forgiving does not do that. Forgiving does not affirm their actions nor condone their actions. Forgiving is not for the offender. It is for the one who forgives. For not forgiving is hurting us more than the person we're not forgiving. We can remain trapped in living in the past. We cannot love because the capacity in our heart is filled with resentment of the person and what they have done to us. We do not go out into the world because we are mired in our own thoughts of hate. We have allowed what another has done to us to imprison us. We put ourselves in this prison. Jesus' answer to Peter's question probably brought some puzzled looks, especially from Peter, who thought he was being very generous in his question. So Jesus follows up with a story. It's a story of the unforgiving servant. It is a story of a king reckoning his accounts. One of the debtors owed the king an enormous amount. In today's dollars, that's more than we can think possible for someone to owe somebody else. It's a ridiculous amount, an amount that probably couldn't be repaid in a hundred-year lifetimes. The king ordered him, his family, and his possessions to be sold, and then for him to repay the debt. The servant begged the king to be patient with him and allow him time to repay that debt. The king, feeling sorry for him, forgave him his debt, and the servant was free to go. Now you would think that the forgiven debtor would remember what just happened to him. I mean, he was completely free of his debt. That enormous amount that would take a hundred lifetimes. The king forgave him his debt. He was now free to forgive because he was forgiven. 
But he doesn't do that. He throttled the very next person who owed him and threw him into prison. He did not forgive. He did not have mercy. And where does that land him? This is the sharp punchline of the parable. And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother and sister from your heart. And so where does that land him? Just where it lands us. It landed him in a prison of his own making. He was free, but he did not forgive as he had already been forgiven. Jesus is indicating that we remain in bondage, our own prisons, if we do not forgive. The irony here is that we've had the key to the prison cell in our own pockets. I know the grace of forgiveness, not just the grace of forgiveness I've received and felt from God, but also the forgiveness I learned from my own parents. They were an example of what it means to forgive and live a life of forgiveness. I knew what it was to have loving and forgiving parents. I knew this through the example they showed us and by how they lived their lives. I observed a loving marriage. I never heard an angry word from them to each other or others. The six of us had full childhoods of playing, playing with freedom, and I mean a lot of freedom. My mother would kick us out of the house in the morning and tell us not to come home till dinner. We had that freedom to make our own mistakes, to find our own way in our lives and in the world. I never saw any resentment in them. They were not living in a self-made prison. They did not imprison any of my five brothers and sisters or me. And this would have been easy to do after my oldest brother, my parents' firstborn, was hit and killed while playing in the cul-de-sac outside our house. My parents had to forgive to move forward, to provide a life for their other six children. I believe they did so because God first forgave us. So if we have been forgiven, and we have, we know we have. We need to be able to forgive others. Forgiveness lies at the heart of our faith in God and in one another. Forgiveness, which we receive from God in Jesus, is what God is asking us to do with each other. We are to forgive as God has forgiven. Forgiveness is about turning loose of the past so that we can live fully in the present while we build a surprising future with God and with one another. By forgiving, we actually share in the life and work of God. We share in God's creation of the future. Jesus teaches Peter and the other disciples that forgiveness is not a one-time or a two-time or a three-time thing, but that we are to live lives of forgiveness. And this sharp lesson from our parable teaches us that we have first been forgiven and therefore 
teaches us to forgive in return. This is what relationship is about. A relationship driven by forgiveness. And this, I believe, is a picture of the kingdom of God. Forgive your brother and sister from your heart. Amen.